0: This horrible year never end. We've never lost a year before, and I'll be damned if we're gonna lose one on my shift.
1: Let me tell you something! Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something. 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 Let me tell you something, man.
2: Ting's Grapple fans! It's time once again for two different generations of professional wrestling fans to discuss the matters of professional wrestling as if we know what we're talking about. That's right, we're a pair of straight white males, and this is an episode of Let Me Tell You Something... I'm your co-host, Lorcan Mullen, and with me as always is the Cesaro to my Seamus, the Dash Wilder to my Scott Dawson, the crippling sense of despair to my 2016, Mr. Simon Cross. Simon,
0: how are you doing today, mate? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh, this year's drawing to a close, and with it... Any lingering sense of dread that uh, befalls uh, us, or the news, or celebrities?
2: I don't know. I think 2017's looking at 2016 and going, uh, is that your play? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what we're doing. We're recording this on the 30th of December. Hopefully we'll have this out either by New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And usually with this show we like to take a holistic view to wrestling and, and don't make it topical. And this is kind of... Both of that, but not of that. Because we are going to be assessing something up to date, but we're actually going to be looking at the full year. We're going to look at the year of 2016. Because you don't need me to tell you, 2016 has been a year for the books.
0: Oh, definitely. There will
2: be historians writing about this year for decades, possibly centuries to come. So much has happened in this year, in the outside world. We'll... Make allusions to it. We will refer to the fact that a WWE Hall of Famer is the elected president of the United States for the and next. It's
0: not a McMahon. That's no. The weird bit. Well,
2: there isn't a McMahon in. Is Vince McMahon senior in the Hall
0: of Fame? Senior might be. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but um, that's the thought. Will Vince McMahon ever go in the Hall of Fame,
0: or does oh, not it... until he dies?
2: Yeah. Not... Anyway, yeah, we are going to be talking about 2016 in general now. In the wrestling world, because I think whilst 2016 within the wider world, depending on your political allegiances, it's been a bit of a shit show at times for most people. However, if you're a wrestling fan, I think you would look at 2016 with a fair amount of fondness, personally. Would you say that's the same for you, Simon?
0: Uh, I I think so. It's definitely been eventful. Wrestling's... Yeah, it's had a lot going on. Uh, Records have been broken. Lines have been blurred. uh, People have been uh, reinventing themselves. Uh... And it's not just... We're not just going to be talking about the WWE. Whilst
2: there's been plenty of huge events that happened in the WWE, we will be talking about other promotions, other aspects of the wrestling industry, something things a lot more close to home in, on a UK front as well. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's start with the WWE. I guess the key thing that's happened is that we've, we've seen the return of the brand split. Raw and SmackDown are separate shows. They have separate uh, superstars. They have separate championships. And it seems, at least for the start, that there are plenty of positives to be taken from it. Uh, there's been a lot of rejigging of things and, mm. and a lot more opportunities have presented themselves to guys. What, what would you say? When you first
0: heard there was going to be a roster split, what were your initial thoughts? I I didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, I thought it could go... I've, we, it was either going to be Paul Heyman-level SmackDown where you had a viable competitive alternative, or the B-show SmackDown was going to get diluted even further. What SmackDown's done, though, which is different to Raw, is it's become the the wrestling show to Raw's sports entertainment show, at least in my opinion. Um, I would say yes and no insofar as it's... I think it's actually a much more
2: simpler show. I think it's a traditional wrestling show more than Raw is. Raw is three hours, so it has to do certain things that it has to do. SmackDown doesn't have, like, loads of five-star four- It's not like the days of the SmackDown 6, where you've just got the Benoit, Malen- uh, Benoit Guerrero angle, Mysterio edge. <clears throat> it's more just as a whole, the show seems to have more of a consistency, more of a... You know, I think one of the key things that helps SmackDown a lot has been Talking Smack which uh, was basically done as a means to have three hours worth of entertainment to match Raw's three hours worth of entertainment. But I think it actually pushed wrestlers and gave more wrestlers opportunities to talk in a place that's probably a bit more natural than the old... Um, than, than them than being in the centre of the ring trying to start things up organically on their own. To actually have Renee Young and Daniel Bryan there in a studio without them having to worry about a crowd yelling what if they mm. speak in a certain manner. I think it's definitely helped characters like Alexa Bliss... Does great on that show, Becky Lynch, um, and and most famously, it really helped jumpstart the Miz's rejuvenation this year.
0: I mean, yeah, I think the quiet atmosphere, the quiet background atmosphere, helped um, that promo really sink home rather than fans trying to. uh, We're talking
2: about the Miz's
0: big, yeah, his uh, his equivalent of a pipe bomb promo on. Daniel Bryan I think the fact that it was in a studio and had that sort of silence, back, silent backdrop to it really emphasised The Miz's point and the fact that Raw Talk has been created yeah. just goes to show how successful both uh, uh, for both the wrestlers and WWE as a whole they view Talking Smack to be and it's a vehicle they want to emulate on their it's, A brams it's a means of presenting
2: their superstars as characters with, with with more opportunities afforded to them it reminds me a lot of of the old mean Gene Oakland back in the studio guiding a guy through a promo. Those that needed help had them were asked questions. Those that mm. didn't, you just hold the mic and let them go. I think Talking Smack could be a very pivotal role. The, the, the question is, though, I think we're now seeing more and more from this year uh, in particular when we get to this next point. We, we can go back to the brand split, but I just want to get this. This is going to be kind of a stream of consciousness thing as we go along. There is going to be a clearer and clearer divide between a regular viewer and a network subscriber and also different degrees of network subscribers. Those that subscribe basically just to watch the pay-per-views, those that subscribe to watch NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic, which is what we'll and get 205 to in Live. Le- and 205 Live, and Talking Smack and those sort of shows. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to create a greater divide. Um, so what I always worry about the WWE is that they can start to look too much inward instead of looking outward to the general masses which seems uh, antithetical to what most wrestling fans want but I think you always need a sense of perspective Mm. Um, I'm just spitballing here I'd be curious to see if you agree or disagree with that
0: I think it's I think it's a situation in terms of the way fans consume wrestling and the way WWE wants their fans to consume wrestling is to be a wholesome all-consumer of their product hence why they're creating so much content it has this has the simultaneous effect of justifying them having a network with the level of content that they now have and also it gives them a great breeding ground to try out stars who aren't quite maybe ready for the main stage I mean mm. for example um, someone quite like Neville who's just Come, returned and is now seen to be the self-defined king of the cruiserweights gives him a clearly defined role on the roster mm. which he didn't have before and also because of the brand
2: split because the, one of the things that worried me about the brand split was a paucity of uh, depth in the roster even if you do do what they did which was call up about a dozen guys from NXT over the course of the year mm. which has led to a bit of a gutting at NXT which we'll hopefully get to later on in this Is that it? It leads to it. It makes it forces them to have to give chances to guys that wouldn't otherwise get it, and so you get the Miz and Dolph Ziggler, probably the best example. If it were just the old days of they're on Raw and SmackDown, then they would just kind of spin the wheels. Weirdly, because they don't have enough people to fill up three hours, uh, because they they have fewer people to make SmackDown a viable thing, they actually gave them time and created a storyline that
0: really rejuvenated both men. It's weird, because before we had a really, like, because at its heart, the roster wasn't that shallow, really. Uh, No, but for for two separate promotions, which is essentially what you're getting. It would have become shallow, no, I get your point, but there was a lot of depth, and they had a lot of depth to cover five hours of content. Now they've split it into a three and two divide and there is roster bias, obviously with Raw having a slightly larger roster and being the home of the cruiserweight division as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, what it did give is, rather than people swimming in one large swimming pool, there are now two separate swimming pools to swim in.
1: Yeah. And as spice. a result,
0: more people float to the top. Yeah. And that's why, saw mere, well, that's why you saw Dolph Ziggler getting a title match at SummerSlam, for example. Mm. I wouldn't have had... If you told but that me. was a bit of a flop, but then instead of him just being ignored,
2: he then went on to have mm. a great storyline with the with, with the, the Miz for the and, belt. and then just recently he fought again against uh, for the world title on a SmackDown mm. show and and he was a seemed to be an even bigger deal then than he was in SummerSlam. I think it helped that he, think had, the that he was that he was working against AJ Styles as opposed to Dean Ambrose. This isn't a slight on Dean Ambrose; it's just. AJ Styles probably compliments Dean Ambrose uh, probably compliments Dolph Ziggler more mm. insofar as showing Dolph Ziggler's true strengths
0: yeah but there, there's the point in a one swimming pool scenario where it's you know we're, we're, everyone's covering the same five hours at the start of the year when there was all one roster if you'd have told me that Dolph Ziggler was going to fight for the WWE title at SummerSlam I'd have laughed in your face or that Heath Slater would become
2: a huge star Or Mm. that uh, James Ellsworth would become a huge star. The WWE were forced to be a bit more innovative and to give more people chances and to look at different scenarios. But also they they went back to the old tricks. You know, Braun Strowman was being built in exactly the way that a monster would have been built back in the 80s or Mm. so.
0: They kind of had two at the same time. With Nia Jax as well, which I think didn't
2: work as well. Maybe because they didn't want to repeat themselves so much. And... They, they had their concentration on. on the, well, the problem that you have with that, this is one of the things that worried me. I wasn't sure if a women's division was going to fit both brands, in that I okay. did wonder if maybe if the cruiserweights were going to be exclusive to one promotion, then maybe the women should have been exclusive to the other one. Mm. I don't know that that's the case as time goes on, but at the I moment, think... if, you, if you had a roster of 12 mm. or so women
0: as opposed to two rosters of six. I think the reason that I reckon they might, they because, I I think they might have thought about doing that. Mm. I, I think they might have thought about making like uh, the women SmackDown exclusive or even Raw exclusive. I think the reason they didn't is the, the is the women's revolution. Yeah, if you put the women on one show, they don't become wrestlers who are women they become the women again yeah. and the women became the divas and we go down that path again the problem that you have with these mini divisions within
2: them that you go with the cruiserweight uh, division as well i think you find a lot of the time is that the if the focus isn't on them going for the championship then there's no focus on them whatsoever look at naomi naomi doesn't have anything to do right now because she's not in the women's title picture mm. and therefore she's kind of ignored Similarly, in the Raw division, because they didn't want Nia Jax to be just doing the Braun Strowman thing, she had to be ignored as well because it was all about Charlotte and Sasha Banks for I mean, months
0: on end. SmackDown did have um, and is still going through like a non-title feud. It had uh, Nikki Bella versus yes. Carmella, yes, which is morphed to Nikki Bella versus Natalia. They have non-title. You're absolutely
2: right. Then it's better than it used to be. Mm. But like with the cruiserweights, there was never or. or... One of the ones I always used to say is You always know if the WWE's doing well If they have a tag team division that's quite strong If you look in the golden days, of the 80s They were able to have the Survivor Series matches With 10 teams If you look at the 90s, you had the New Age Outlaws And then you had the Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys Edge and Christian, Acolytes Too cool, there was depth there And you're actually getting it now On Raw and Smackdown If
0: they weren't separate brands If you know Mm. what I mean um, so what you're saying is the tag scene in the WWE uh, that'd be better if they were all one roster I don't know it's the honest truth I think it's too early to
2: say I know we're supposed to be like summing it all up in one yeah. nice little bow we're not going to be able to say but well, that's the trouble but you know what I mean it's like that's the
0: trouble, yeah. We we haven't had a WrestleMania since the brand yes, split. So that's going to be
2: key. And I think also the Royal Rumble's going to be pivotal as well because one would assume that's going to be 15 Raw, 15 SmackDown. With
0: two Raw slots already gone to big Bro- big Brock games. and
2: Goldberg. Well, that's one of the good things as well about the roster split back in the old days is that it allowed for a bit more mystery to the Rumble match itself because you didn't know... Mm. who was going to win because in theory the Smackdown main event could be set or the Raw main event could be set
0: It does and so me, no. during
2: that time I don't think there was ever a repeat Rumble winner whereas since then you've had Triple H win it for a second time John Cena win it for a second time Batista win it for a second time Roman Reigns be involved in the final two or three for the past three years in a row Maybe now... I think that's more a range thing than a repetition thing. But you know what I mean? I get your point. You know I what I mean? Point. If you look at from 2003 to 2011 or so, mm. there was always a different Royal Rumble winner because they could just have it be the SmackDown guy and then have them challenge for the World Heavyweight title and that not actually be the main yeah. event. So it allowed an Alberto Del Rio to win. It allowed a Sheamus to win. it would be
0: interesting to see if it's uh, the way to move someone across brands as well.
2: Yeah, if they do that, if they do the old storyline of them having a winner's pick. Mm. Of course, there was famously the one time where it was they could have picked to go for the ECW ECW's title well. as well. And no one's picking no that. No one's picking that. <laughs> so let's also discuss the NXT call-ups. There's been, like I said, at least a dozen, first on the... You know, roar after WrestleMania, we saw Enzo and Big Cass. We saw Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz uh, was there. Someone else that I'm not thinking off the top of my head. I can't remember. Whatever. But we also later on we saw Nia Jax. We saw Bailey, uh, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, um, American Alpha, Finn Balor, American Alpha. Um, and it's. Right, I think it's a well. sign of. Do we count Rhino as a call-up? No, not really. I wouldn't... The same way I wouldn't count Mickey James when she comes back. <laughs> not if.
1: When. Not if.
2: Well, it is when. <laughs> I think she's signed, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think it's, 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 it's a testament to what NXT did during those, that golden era that we had. Uh, Sami Zayn, as well, actually came in this calendar year. He, he'd done that one Raw, but it was really his Royal Rumble appearance that solidified Cemented that he him. was yeah. now a main roster wrestler. Hmm. Um, so what is the future of NXT I, it, it, it doesn't seem like the roar after Wrestlemania 33 you will have a moment as huge as Enzo and Big Cass coming out the crowd losing their minds One or two calling out the Dudleys
0: um, the two genuine stars left in that roster Oh, Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. The next tier is The Revival. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got Bobby Roode. Uh-huh. I mean, I know he's new to NXT, but he does have the it factor. That's not just a Corey yeah. Graves saying. Yeah. He is... Star. You've
2: got Ty Dillinger as well with the cultish aspect to him. But can
0: but you it, convert that to. That's the question. I mean, look uh, at what, Tyler Breeze. Yes, exactly. A lower. What what works or the Vaude villains? Well, the Vaude villains did. Uh, by the end in NXT, I don't think it was even working in NXT. No,
2: I was a bit surprised that they did get called up in, in that. The fact creation. that you
0: missed them off your first call up, the first list of the call ups, says it's, it all sums up a lot of it. Um.
2: So. But the problem that they have is that NXT still wants to be a brand onto itself that can go out and do Japan, it can do Britain, it can Mm. do the festivals, it can do Europe on its own. Triple H really has considered this his baby, and there isn't that depth there at the moment to make it seem... You were saying you, you sort of caught up on it in a little binge recently, and it left you... I mean, fairly unimpressed
0: I mean I've gone from watching it week on week on week religiously um, I will still say my, the best wrestling show I've been to this year is NXT TakeOver Dallas uh, However, the fact remains is that since NXT Toronto I just haven't been watching week on week on week Truth be told, uh, the episode of Smackdown that was on this week Was the first episode of Smackdown I've watched in six weeks mm. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, personally. I, I think every... I think it's the nature of today's media
2: dominance. There's too much of everything. I watch so much TV, and yet my TV isn't tuned in. Do mm. you get where I'm going? Oh, I get exactly where you're coming
0: from. I've got series I've put on series link on my box. I've not even started on yet. Yeah, I've got at least two or three. No, yeah, there's there's three or four hyped to heaven shows yeah. on Netflix that I've not touched yet.
2: I'm only two episodes deep into break, uh, Better Call Saul.
0: Mm. Oh Well, five then. I hadn't thought about Better Call Saul. Yeah. But Stranger Things, Narcos, House of Cards, not touched any of them. I haven't mm. seen a single episode of those yet.
2: So, for the WWE to expect us to dedicate six, nine, ten hours
0: of our lives every week on a, on to a... their product is a bit presumptuous. If we take it, a week. Saturday from Saturday. Mm. And we use a big four weekend. So like Survivor Series just gone. Mm. I, well, if I'd have sat and watched everything at mm. that point. I don't think 2 or 5 Live had quite started yeah. that week. So let's so work we'll that work out. out. So one.
2: let's say it's a three and a half hour pay-per-view for being kind. Because they've been stretching them recently. Yeah,
0: so that's Survivor Series three and a half hours. Then you got Raw. Well, S- before before that you've got the NXT TakeOver. So that's two and a yes. half to three hours.
2: So yes, that's two and a half. So we have two and a half hours and three and a half hours. That's hours. Six, six hours. hours.
0: Raw three, three hours. hours nine. Raw talk. If you're that well, if that. Yeah, we I'm just saying every, if they if want you to watch what they want, what they're raw all giving. Raw talk
2: to what, an hour. It's half an hour to an hour. Let's pre-show. Raw pre-show. We've missed off. Okay, already. so let's add an hour to that then. So that's ten hours. Okay. SmackDown talking Smack two o five live. That's another four hours. Fourteen hours. 14 NXT hours. fifteen. 15 hours. Hours. Hours.
0: fifteen hours. You're at
2: Wednesday. Uh, superstars. superstars. <laughs> Not superstars. Sorry, main event. Main event. Another hour. Sixteen hours. It's, it's, but it's, and if there was a Cruiserweight Classic or a UK Championship tournament show going on at the same mm. time. So, another like in hour.
0: January, um, for example, yeah, I mean, I know the tournament and the Rumble miss each other, but yeah, you'd have factored that in as well. And when the Cruiserweight Classic was on, that was weekly episodic as well. Yep, that was another so hour. You're up to like 17
2: hours. And, that's, and if you're a wrestling fan, that doesn't mean you necessarily just want to watch WWE, mm. you may want to watch Ring of Honor. Mm. You may even want to watch Impact Wrestling if Matt Hardy's doing something <laughs> mental that week. You may want to watch New Japan. You may uh, be watching What Culture?
0: You may be watching you may, Yeah, you
2: may be watching WCPW. You may be going to a Progress show or an ICW show. Or if you're in Los Angeles or in California, you're going to a PWG
0: show. Or you're just seeing a local independent show that isn't on television. It Absolutely. kind of deal. Or
2: one of the many great veteran wrestlers is doing <laughs> a spoken word tour and you're going to see, see him, him instead. Yeah, exactly. The trouble is, it's, that... it's a it's a golden age insofar as what's available to mm. you, but it's almost too much. As well as whatever you might also be into, you might want to play computer. You might be a gamer, and computer games now are all. You might be games trying, like you know, I
0: mean, January's coming up uh, in the next month. People will be like, you know, signing up to fitness uh, reg- yeah. regimes, diets, and you will gyms. probably have a job. Yeah, and a uh, life. Uh, some wrestling fans even have girlfriends.
2: Well, let's not go so far. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually want to fall asleep at some point. That's true. You might
0: want to go like me. I go to the cinema usually once a week on average. And I think part of that, I mean, we mentioned that'd be 17 hours. Uh, we'd got to Wednesday. It, we're doing a Saturday to Saturday. We are halfway through the week. And yeah. they have That is a day. Yeah. Uh, you take away sleep from your life. Yeah. That's a day. That's a day's worth of wrestling by Wednesday.
2: Yeah. And that's without going into the archives, or whatever it is. Or, or their original programming, like the one where they're telling stories. Story time. Ric Flair's version of events is probably JBL. completely different to what the actual versions of events are. <laughs> uh, so
0: yeah, no, that's no unfiltered, that's no... Camp WWE. Yeah, none of that. Uh, no road trip, or, you know... It's a weird thing to
2: complain about. Mm. But the WWE are planning to continue to expand. They've got this WWE UK tournament, and they're talking about an original weekly program of UK wrestlers under the WWE banner. Do there you was think... talk of them getting deals with Progress and Ring of Honor and other ones mm-hmm. to broadcast their shows through their channel, which has fallen apart now, and you've got the F- Flow Slam thing happening instead. Do you think? But that was what they wanted to do. They want to take over your life, basically. Oh, yeah. They, they, they want to have the monopoly now. They, they've beaten... But does it get to the point that they exclude regular fans who feel like they have to dedicate so much time to get this that they can't do that, so they're not even going to bother from the start? It's why, partly because I haven't started watching Walking Dead yet, I wonder if I'll ever bother
0: watching it because there's too much to catch up on. Same no, with I'm why I never so, watched yeah, Lost. I'm the same because I haven't seen an episode of Walking Dead, uh, so... I don't know if I'll ever have the time to... So does the worry become that the WWE eventually just has a million
2: hardcore fans? And then when those people just start going, who's there to replace it? Or is that a sustainable business model in this day and age? The days of 1998 where there's 10 million people tuning in to watch wrestling is never going to happen again. Well, how many people? How many times this year have ten million people
0: tuned into a TV show? Nothing. If
2: a TV show has ten million viewers now, it's the biggest show on TV.
0: Mm. Or it's the streaming. Back in in the
2: early (laughs) nineties, you might not even be guaranteed to be renewed Mm. in the in the states with that.
0: Yeah, that that's kind of like poor poor numbers. I mean, uh, I want the. I mean, I don't. I mean, my knowledge isn't brilliant here. I think the
2: Big Bang Theory pulls in about eleven million viewers.
0: Still. Maybe not even that. I was going to say, maybe uh, but That's the thing. It would take now. It would be like the final of a series of Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. Uh, X Factor's lost its pull. Let's face it. Yeah. So that that wouldn't. I don't think that would even hit ten to twelve or proportional share.
2: But at the same time, it's it's. But because they've got that core loyal fan base, they it almost doesn't matter because this year was one of the worst booked, worst built up weakest cards of a Wrestlemania ever and it's still now the biggest live attendance that they've ever had for one of their shows because of the surrounding culture of the WWE and Wrestlemania itself it's not just Wrestlemania it's the fan expos it's the NXT shows it's all the other indie promotions it's the Raw after
0: Wrestlemania it's like Glastonbury do you go for the headline acts? yeah or do you go to experience Glastonbury yeah that's what Wrestlemania is now Wrestlemania is the Glastonbury of the wrestling, but does that world? also
2: mean that the WWE can't? They would never go back to that 1995 era again. There's the, there is that loyal fan base that's never going to go away. Now, well, I, I've
0: said it before and I'll say it again. They know unless they do something completely ra- like shocking and radical and horrible with their booking decisions, there is a portion of the, of the WWE universe that will not go. Yeah weirdly the, the portion that will moan and boo their main guy the most vociferously <clears throat> because in Vince's eyes and this is just going to link into a, a general point about Roman Reigns Vince yeah let's sees, get to Roman Reigns Vince sees Roman Reigns as a guy who would go on a billboard yeah and not look out of place and yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't he, he's like a handsome fella kind of thing as a result those are the kind of people. It's like the Austin. You could, people could relate to Austin. The Rock. People could like you know relate to The Rock. Uh, I don't think they could relate to him, just that he seemed like this greater, larger than life persona. Yeah, and they could aspire to be him. I mean, yeah. you you mentioned in your one man show that everyone likes to see themselves as the Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that they're goes, really Mick Foley. That, that's the, that's it, and they can like aspire to be that. The trouble is, Roman's got the look of someone that Vince would want people to aspire to be, and could draw and draw casual people in. But what is Roman Reigns' character? What is it?
2: It was supposed to be silent muscle badass, but now it's just kind of generic... It's basically Diesel in 1995. The guy that I've most consistently compared Roman Reigns to has been Kevin Nash, and that comparison holds true to this day. What is interesting about Roman Reigns is Vince is still behind him, despite the fact that he had the wellness violation. Which came right out of nowhere and led to him losing clean to Seth Rollins, losing clean to Dean Ambrose, losing clean to Finn Balor, mm. and then having to wrestle for the US title on a sort of mid-card. But he was still punished, but not punished, if you know what I
0: mean. I think in a backwards way, the wellness policy is the best thing that could have happened to Roman, in a sense. Because it just takes the heat off him being in the spotlight again. Although now, he, now he's competing for the world title again. Yeah. The universal title. Yeah, the Universal title again. Now he's, now he's competing for the main title again. In um, Without even dropping the United States title, it just seems a bit like... WWE just seem afraid to make this guy lose. And they seem to think a guy that wins all the time is a guy that people will like and keep on liking. To be fair, that follows liking. the
2: model of the WWE since the days of the WWWF. The promotion has always been built around an invol... Not invulnerable a baby face holding the title and if they hold the title that means they usually win mm. and if they usually win that means that they're you know the, it was Samatino it was Morales it was Hogan it was Austin but it was in those Roman situations. Cena.
0: in those situations heels still had a chance where they could like, I mean The Undertaker The Undertaker to beat Hulk Hogan and lift his first WWF title tombstoned him onto the chair like he a uh, heel could use one form of apparatus and overcome the babyface. Oh, and that's how the uh, babyface yes, got, got back at it. but that still happens now. John Cena's a
2: 15-time champ because he lost it 15 times.
0: Yeah, but my point is with Roman Reigns is even when people stack the deck against him, mm. he keeps winning. And it's hard to feel sympathy for someone. Well, he does and he doesn't.
2: He lost to Cesaro at Survivor Series. He lost to him at TLC of last year, 2015. Mm. So they poorly... but He lost to Triple H in the Royal Rumble. So they did and they didn't. They, yeah. they can't... They, they commit, but they don't... They, like, 90% commit. They... Are... It'll be very interesting to see if he's the guy standing triumphant at the end of the Royal Rumble or at the end of WrestleMania this year. Mm. Because I feel like they could... I think the best thing that could possibly happen is for Roman Reigns to have a heel turn at some point, because you can still make him the top dog at a later point as a babyface. But there doesn't need to be that one definitive Cena hero good guy. I don't think because it is the WWE brand more than anything. It's mm. the brand. It wasn't Roman Reigns that drew a hundred thousand people into WrestleMania Thirty Two. No. In the same way that whilst at WrestleMania 3, it was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant that drew in seventy eight, eighty thousand 80,000 people. And Six had a uh, Warrior Hogan. Yeah. Although interestingly, now if you read the flashbacks, you find that that wasn't actually as successful as people remember it being mm. on a financial level. But that's not the case anymore. It's not WWE and Roman Reigns. It is the WWE and Roman Reigns. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 32 was a weak card. And it still pulled in the biggest audience they've ever had. Which seems cruel to me to WrestleMania 3. Because WrestleMania 3 feels like it might have been the biggest match of all time. And therefore it should have had historically the biggest crowd of all time. Mm. Even if they inflated the numbers. You had
0: the, the two reasons I think 32 was so strong. Its tickets went on sale before a match was even booked. But and again, that's the sign of it. It's the brand, mm. not the wrestler. So therefore, you don't need to
2: market Roman Reigns in some way that seems to be the perfect mm. formula. There is no perfect formula for it anymore.
0: And I get your point. I'm not saying a large... It's not a large proportion of people that would have, seen, have pre-seen the card and gone, well, well, I don't fancy this one, and not gone. I think people will still go for the spectacle and the event. And the fact that it was in a stadium so large did help with ticket prices. Well, also, the, the one thing that was a draw, apparently, was Shane McMahon.
2: So let's get to that Shane O'Mac back on screen for the first time in what six, seven, eight years? That reaction he got when he came out was huge because it was not expected. It was not expected, not the sort of thing you just did not expect it to see. There was no rumor mill, no no nothing like that. He just came out of nowhere, and then he jumps off a cell at forty something years of age and oh. goes through a table. What was that like to see live? Simon was at WrestleMania thirty-two. It live, was in case you were.
0: At the time, it was it, it was still all, like on one of those awesome moments because you know the human nature loves just to see a man fall that far, whether or not he hit <laughs> lands the move or not. I think it's a very much like the end of the where were
2: you in, in perspective, like eye line. Were you above him? Were you below him?
0: Um, I was quite low down, uh, so I, I had to look up slightly. To I was slight, I was underneath the top of the cell in terms of eye line, so I'd, I had to crane my neck slightly up to see him. Mm. Actually, no. Slightly down, actually. But uh, I was about on the same level. So I had a a great view of him. Uh, And I can see the video I have because it was a camera phone moment. That was my problem. That match was not a match. It was a camera phone moment. Well, that's
2: one of the main criticisms of the WWE, that it's not about compelling storylines running over a number of weeks or months. It's about creating individual moments. Case in point being Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar... In ninety seconds flat, that that's a great moment, but it doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't help anyone. Was the argument Does, being made?
0: Well, that, that's what some arguments to being made. Or,
2: or that they they were pushing so hard for Sasha Banks and Charlotte to be in a Hell in a Cell match, but was their feud was the hatred of their feud warranting a Hell in a Cell? Or, or any of those sort of things the, it wasn't about the storyline build up wasn't about I hate you and I'm going to destroy you in a cell it's I want to wrestle in a cell because no woman's ever
0: wrestled in a cell Yeah. let's
2: create this moment not mm. let's settle this dispute once and for all in a cell
0: but I don't think moment creations are exclusively a WWE problem I think it's very much a 2016 media problem well yeah problem. if you go
2: and watch Star Wars Rogue One
0: you've got not plenty. seen it yet but there's
2: plenty of moments <laughs> right. but not much of a story or compelling character. Characters Well we probably Ain't
0: a large portion Of our audience there, Never mind
2: I think a lot of them Would understand Even if you liked the film The criticism.
0: Mm.
2: Well it's that, like made are
0: valid Force Awakens Had a lot of like, Nostalgia pop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Wrestlemania a, market, a large part of Wrestlemania's marketing Was that The Rock oh. Was going to be there Yeah the Nostalgia pop
2: Absolutely Well that's the thing Again Fan dominance mm. To the uh, detriment Of the mainstream But do we even need To worry about the mainstream Anymore Because is there a mainstream Donald Trump was able to appeal to a relatively small number of people and he won the presidency. Well, yeah, he lost the popular vote but won Exactly. The presidency. But he got enough people in the Rust Belt who needed jobs and he got their vote and that's all he needed.
0: It's, I think... We, we won't look... go into politics, don't yeah. worry. I think TV as people know it before as like a great advertising and a tool to cultivate an audience who will ultimately go to your show buy the merch buy the tickets uh you know buy the videos and what have you that is dead television as that mainstream medium is dead uh um, but is
2: it though if great british bake-off is still in the news uh well if it's front page news that the great british bake-offs going to channel four <laughs> That's mainstream. That's as
0: mainstream as mainstream gets. True, but wow, well, uh, uh, well, it's uh, that's that was just a. Is that an exception that proves the rule though? Because what house? The fact that it's a baking show that's creating that much <laughs> exactly. Product. So I mean, I know that's I'm why. St- that's why I'm saying to you, the
2: world of sport wrestling could become huge in this country if they book it right. We'll get. Mm. To the, we'll talk about the UK now, but the, because. That is the three biggest shows on TV in this country are a show about baking, a show about dancing, and a show about other people watching TV shows.
0: How the third one, that, that still baffles me that the third one, like people <laughs> are buying that. I, I've watched Gogglebox. Um, for those of you that haven't, or those of you that uh, live in a country where you don't get Gogglebox, look it up. Look, look, look up the content. It's very much Alan Part- that episode of Alan Partridge. Where he's just pitching ideas to desperately try and save his career. It is one step away from monkey tennis or we, youth hustling with Chris Eubank. Yes,
2: absolutely. But let's talk about the UK then in general because 2016 was the breakout year for the UK wrestling scene. I'm. I'm well, pretty, it got a new
0: promotion? There was it?
2: What Culture Pro Wrestling. The guys on What Culture put their money where their quite large mouths were. Hmm. Uh, you had Progress putting on a show at the Brixton Academy, their biggest ever show. You had ICW putting on a show at the Hydro. One of their... Their biggest ever show... Uh, The Battle of Los Angeles... That's kind of the mecca of indie wrestling... Was dominated by British talent... Two thirds of the semi-finals... And the final of the Battle of Los Angeles... Comprised British talent... Mm. And it was won by a Brit for the second year in a row... Now you've got... And it's all culminating in World of Sport... World of Sport wrestling coming back... Apologies for the burp there... And... In direct response to that... The WWE... Unveiling a UK championship tournament and talking about a UK exclusive talent television show. Now, do you think that was a direct response? I can believe William Regal in that it was something they were working on before then. Mm. But World of Sport greased the gears. It got them working overtime to get it done as quickly as possible. Because it's not a coincidence that that happens within two weeks of World of Sport being on TV, <laughs> and then wanting to sign people to exclusive TV contracts mm. to the point that they are now that the news came out that the the talent will not be talent on the WWE UK Championship tournament that have signed the contract for the company will not be allowed to work for what culture after their last show in January, which is the, the show that's recorded the day after the UK Championship tournament is recorded. Really? So already they're okay. pulling the strings on some talent. So that
0: means four key talent, I think, on what culture. I'm well, uh, not going to be Conner, allowed to be part of it. Joseph Connors is uh, in the UK tournament. Mm. Um, a guy I know well, actually. When I went to my one, well, so far I've only ever attended one pro wrestling training session, but he was the guy running it. Oh wow, cool. Um, he. Um, he was competing in the main event at What Culture in November. The yeah, you went, went to a What Culture show. As well. I went to Delete WCPW. So, what
2: is a What Culture show like then? What is the fan base <clears throat> like? Is this the smarkiest smarks that ever
0: smarked? No, I don't. I never felt I was in a really smarky zone. I felt I, I was in the ale drinkers version of a wrestling crowd. Oh, a bit hipstery. A bit a bit obscure. Well, no, bit no, not 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 overtly hipstery, but a bit different. A bit not knowledgeable uh, in terms of what they wanted. Um, I think a few people were there for the big American names. Mm. Uh, one of them, which they lost out on, uh, thanks to like uh, flight reasons. But mm. for fi- well, for £15, pounds, yeah. I got to see Cody Rhodes. I got to see uh, John Morrison, a guy I'd never seen live before, actually. Mm. So I got to tick that box. That was quite nice. Mm. Um, Matt Hardy, hadn't seen live. Um, Bully Ray, as Bully Ray, rather than Bubba Dudley. or mm. only seen in night. When the Dudleys had lost their fire. I got to see Will Osprey versus Martin Kirby. I got, to, I got to see a lot of it. I, I haven't see...
2: seen uh, really any of WCPW. I tried to watch the first mm. ever episode and it was terrible. And I think they copped the fact that it was terrible. Yeah. What it always worried me was, was that it was a bit of a vanity project. And the fact that the villain stable is called the Pachiti Club. And that before then it was they at, have Adam Blompier. It yeah. was like the... the the, the, what worried me was they were the people that were getting a reaction from the crowd, not the wrestlers themselves. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong; I haven't watched enough of it. But it did seem that it was kind of a oh, I can do that. Yeah, that's a piece of piss. And then as time goes on, they get rid of the you know the the, the fella who always talks like this was the commentator, but he's not the commentator anymore. I think they've got uh, Alex they, Shane. on. They
0: rotate quite a lot. Their yeah, commentators. Um, the the fact that they brought in Jim Ross, yeah. I mean, it links back to Well, Jim that Ross. was the thing. It, it kind of made them look
2: like money marks in that regard, mm. because they weren't trying to build something from the ground up like Progress did. They kind of wanted to run before they could walk. But that was my impression of it. I might be wrong. I, I, this is just always... Like you say, there's only so many hours of my life yeah. I can dedicate names, to watching Names wrestling. get
0: attention, though, and that yeah. did
2: work. Yeah. So, you know, fair play fair play but for for people that always think the WWE don't add book storylines and everything they seem very it seems very short termist there is the one thing i And not particularly original the one thing that sticks with me i mean
0: heel factions and feuds for authority are oh, they are played out they're played out to the and end and they're of still degree. doing them um i think that there's, it it works once like properly uh, Eric Bischoff with the NWO sort of didn't work really. That sort of diluted it. Well, Eric Bischoff was before Vince McMahon in that mm. regard. So Vince, Vince was the one that did work, uh, work, yeah, uh, did do so well with it. What I would say um, with what culture, I think, I think it will grow, and I think it's still finding its feet. Um, I will say, it's it, just if the money gets pulled at any point, you know, it's, a, it's an online
2: web. It's a, it's an online business. Mm. Those things can be a house of cards and I did hear that they forked out 50 grand for Kurt Angle I don't see how you make a return on that
0: well uh, maybe the subscriptions on the internet especially if tickets are 15 quid uh, tickets are 15 pounds the internet is where they're they're making their money They're
2: they're trying to find revenue streams and I'll give them that but if you're forking out tens of thousands of pounds for international talent I don't see them bringing you tens of thousands of pounds back in in revenue
0: Mm. especially because it was in a sports hall in uh, Nottingham it wasn't in an arena or anything like that but I think it's one of those situations where they're willing to accept the losses for a certain period of time and I want to see if they can make that losses into profit good luck to them you know look any avenue that gives more wrestlers
2: more work and more money outside of the WWE is something I will always stand up for. What I worry about is, is the WWE coming into the UK, is that the end of that chapter and the start of a brighter future? Or does it all fall apart? Does World of Sport flop and then ITV don't bother with that and therefore, basically, British wrestling on TV-TV goes away for at least another 10 years, like celebrity wrestling killed off any chance of it being brought (laughs) back back then?
0: we don't talk about celebrity wrestling we just don't No, we just don't talk and
2: then it. if WWE don't need to worry about World of Sport then they just stop caring about the UK promotion and then they all go away and then do those wrestlers not being able to work on Progress or WCPW or whatever that they're pulled away from does that then dilute those fan bases and they don't come back There's, there's got to be a crest to the wave
0: is that what you're saying well, that's, that's what I'm worried is this,
2: is this Is Is this? was 2016 the peak for British wrestling or is it just the beginning of
0: a new it's, wave? We there's these enough it's, dedicated it's, hardcore tribes, yeah, with growth potential. You've got ICW on demand. You've got Progress on demand. The they're using the lack of TV deal and they're using the internet to sort of uh, take out look after themselves. Where WWE's got the superiority, of course, is obviously the name, the brand value. It's the Coca Cola of wrestling. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Virgin Cola could have a nicer recipe. You ain't ever really going to know about it if, if, if Coca-Cola's talking about everyone, isn't it? the Pepsi Challenge. <laughs> or the Pepsi Challenge. It's it's interesting. Um, and we won't
2: know until we do 2017 in review, maybe. Or 2018 in
0: review. The problem we've got is WWE's the is the closest thing now in, in terms of closest wrestling will get to the mainstream because it's the name it's the only name now that everyone knows yeah if I went you'll never the, surpass the WWE mate. if I went into the street now and asked that a random individual name me five wrestling companies WWE or WWF would yeah. be out first I think WCW might be I don't be think, I don't think the cases. general public would know
2: anything close to two they might say World of Sports you might get World of old Sport old in Britain are, yeah. depending on how old they are the average person like look Maybe three hundred thousand people know what progress is in this mm. country. That's enough of progress to keep going as a sustainable well, business model. The, you say for this country. Now.
0: It's like how many people are they are watching progress in Japan? Can't be that many. How many? People but it's the in thing. The but it's the, with the subscription
2: Japan. model, if you've got a hundred, it's like a if you've got a hundred thousand fans plopping down ten pounds a hundred thousand no ten thousand fans. Plopping down five pounds a month on a subscription thing—that's fifty, 50 thousand right. pounds per month. Yeah, that's a sustainable business if you're willing to only go that big. If you look at what ECW did, the problem with ECW was they kept trying to expand,
1: mm.
2: and then they reached a breaking point.
0: But the trouble is, with it isn't the point with business that that's what you should be trying to do.
2: Well, that's that's what always that's what always baffles me about both business and relationships. Maybe there's some point in a relationship. That's the best point for a relationship. You don't need to worry about getting married or moving in together. Maybe you're happiest when you're both living in your own place and see each other twice a week. Mm. Do that for the rest of your fucking life. I don't see what people's problems is with that. Not I feel we're getting yeah. off again. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that's yourself. my
2: point. Like, and I think uh, to be fair with progress, they have that punk edge that makes me think. You'd think the logical point after the Brixton Academy is Wembley Arena, mm. insofar as that's the next step for a band. The band yeah. goes from Brixton to Wembley,
0: and it's very, you're right. It's very much. But
2: that. I don't know if Jim Smallman would ever want to get that. Well, it's probably nonsense. I'm sure he wouldn't mind the money for it, but um, would it go against the punk spirit of progress? And would he? I don't think he'd be disappointed if he didn't reach that stage. Um,
0: I think I think anyone who promotes always wants to see how big they can promote. I think that's something that's at the very heart of any promoter. Uh, whether it be someone selling tickets to a white-collar boxing event at a working men's club, you want a better what you did last time.
1: Yeah.
0: Whether you're um, someone organising the church fate, you want to take in more money for charity than you did last time. Yeah. People who put on events with a goal and a purpose in mind to get some kind of monetary gain out of it will always and forever want to keep bettering themselves. That's the bottom line. No one who is ever who promotes ever wants to plateau. Nor should they. Uh, that's the whole point of business and the whole point of the capitalism world we live in. You always want to be the top and you always want to make the top bigger. But there comes a breaking point. And that's what worries me. The British wrestling
2: has reached that breaking point potentially. It's even... Like I said, there is a version of 2017 where... World of Sport is the most watched TV show on a Saturday evening on ITV. And these guys are literally on the front page of the papers. There's a version of that that can happen. That world does exist, yeah. I don't know that the people involved have the ability or even necessarily the vision to do that. Mm. But like I said, baking, dancing, watching TV. Wrestling is no more absurd than any of those as a a subject for
0: for a TV show. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Um... Look at darts. I keep making this darts point. 20 years ago, would people be watching darts in the same... Would it be have all this rigmarole, razzmatazz? Would it be in arenas? No, it wouldn't. But if you give it that over-the-top nature, that glitz, that glamour, that that's the kind of thing people like to see. People like to be entertained. Mm. I think people worry too much and i think re- some parts of wrestling in the- i think this is one of the wwe's problem problems and when i watched that 1999 episode of raw last night the key difference i had between wrestling in 1999 and
2: just to reiterate cuz i don't think you established that earlier you just on a whim you watched oh the yeah ones. oh yeah
0: i was on a whim last night i just watched that episode where steven Steve Austin had become ceo june of 1999 june of 1999 uh, what wrestling what do we, what that episode of raw had is a the characters were all clearly defined of who they are, what they were doing. They all had clearly what defined What their motivations objectives. were. Yeah. yeah. And B, it wasn't afraid to be wrestling. Mm. I think WWE has the problem of it's afraid to be wrestling because it wants to st- keep married to that mainstream. But
2: they do more wrestling now than they've ever done before. Cruiserweight Classic. Mm. There's never been a more wrestling-focused show that has been a WWE
0: production Probably ever. No, no, yeah. No, I could see where you. I mean, you could make arguments of some of NXT just stuff. About... You could, but
2: that was still storyline based. This yeah. was two guys with different styles of wrestling having a wrestling match, commentated on by Mauro Ranallo and Daniel Bryan. Mm. Emphasizing an internationalist aspect, emphasizing different styles of wrestling. It wasn't the WWE in house style. It was this is Jack Gallagher who does. British
0: wrestling chain wrestling and this is Kurt Ibushi who will kick your face clean off your head exactly this is
2: Cedric Alexander this is Drew Gulak this is Zack Sabre Jr and they all bring their own thing to the table Mm. I think
0: the CWC was awesome Mm. I think that's part of something to I think NXT and the CWC are in some ways like a maybe a non-intentional but like a placation. In some senses, that's where your network subscribers get their wrestling. The people that want to see wrestling will get their wrestling there. Mm. The people that are into too, like who are true like into the true technical side of things and just want mm. straight wrestling. Yep. Raw will always and forever be the sports entertainment show because that's the thing. And people that's talk the about. problem
2: with having the cruiserweights on Raw. Because they're dying a death there. They're not getting the time to have a long match like they did in the latter stages of the Cruiserweight Classic. They're in front of a large audience as opposed to a small, hardcore fan base. Okay. They're not accentuating the positives of that.
0: Two questions for you then, mm-hmm. uh, quickly on the cru- Cruiserweight Division. One, do you think, come December 31st, 2017, there will still be a Cruiserweight Division in its current yes. format? Yes. Okay. Second question. Who's the first person who's now dedicated into the Cruiserweight division that will break out of the Cruiserweight division and challenge for a main roster title? I
2: mean, you can't really look into a crystal ball with any great confidence. I can see Jack Gallagher becoming a star outside of the Cruiserweight division. Mm. But that would mean him being drafted to SmackDown. It would mean someone being drafted to SmackDown in order for that to happen, really. But if I was to stick my neck out, he's the one that's come closest to showing a character. Yeah. So I would say Jack Gallagher because it's the characters that get pushed. Or they could just give Neville his time in in the Cruiserweight division as a means of building up that division and then take him out because they saw him as something beyond that. Even before there was a Cruiserweight division. I mean, You've got to remember, they, they had high hopes with Neville. Sometimes they'd lose interest in him. But if you just look at him, when he would, took on John Cena in the US Open Challenge, he was competitive and he didn't lose in a traditional way. That's how highly the... they are on him.
0: The, ma- the title match between him and Seth Rollins, uh, yeah, exactly. that was
2: really It was just battle. Seth Rollins putting a foot on the road that saved him yeah. holding the title. So they do have, sometimes people say, oh, they're mistreating Neville. I don't think it was that they were mistreating Neville. I think they were finding the right time and the right place to put him in. And now they're giving him a shot with the Cruiserweight division. And I think that's, that's helping everyone there. Mm. I really wanted them to try and bring Chris Jericho in
0: at one point. But Chris Jericho is far too big a deal for the Cruiserweight division now. Who's had the bigger reinvention of their character this year? Chris Jericho or Matt Hardy? Jericho because it's on a larger scale. But you don't think Matt Hardy for the volume of change? Matt Hardy,
2: for, the, for those that are into wrestling, it's Matt Hardy. For just regular wrestling viewers, it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho means as much to a kid into wrestling now who doesn't know anything about him. Mm. Like a 10-year-old kid will be really into Chris Jericho. They'd hate his guts. But they'd and, be really into you're, you You just made the list. Right.
0: Whereas I think a 10-year-old kid would watch Matt Hardy and go, what the hell is this? Or be really into it. I mean, I mocked it at first. I mocked what I didn't understand. I've watched the couple of the Total Deletions now. I've watched Deleted Decay. Decay. Um, I think there's one now that has come out now. Uh, no, the Total Deletion is the latest one, which I haven't watched yet. But you know what? It's compelling... <laughs> It's different. It's different. That's the key thing.
2: It could be a brand new way of presenting. If I was TNA, I'd go down this route entirely. The Because what is everything? Everyone's always said that TNA needs to be an alternative to the WWE. And that is completely different to what the WWE is doing. Mm. It's a TV product more than the WWE is. It's because it includes things like dream sequences and flashbacks and POV shots. And drones. And slow motion and dancing <laughs> musical numbers go for it mm. there's no point being WWE light and just bringing in you know what's Cody Rhodes doing in the impact zone what's... there's yeah. no point to that do something different and Matt Hardy's always been a visionary he's always had a bit of a brain on him mm. in a different way to Jeff Hardy They've both got... they both are obviously people that look at the world in a slightly skewer perspective yeah and the deletion is truly... Like, people will talk about... When people talk about Matt Hardy, they won't necessarily now think of ladder matches or they won't necessarily think of the Lita Edge storyline. Mm. They will think of the... And that is on He, he
0: is now Jeff Hardy, Hardy is
2: the supporting player to Matt Hardy mm. in this
0: situation. Which a few years ago, you'd never have seen coming.
2: You'd never have seen coming. And now when he comes out to indie Show... But when he was in Ring of Honor, he was like one of the most hated figures in an unironic way. Mm. Like, they hated him because they didn't think he was right for Ring of Honor. He wasn't a Ring of Honor guy. And now he's coming back, and they've lost their minds at the thought of him coming
0: back. Well, I went to delete WCPW. The show was named for him, mm. uh, in effect. He was, he was the hero taking on uh, the political representative Bully Ray. Do you want to see
2: Broken Matt Hardy in the WWE? Ah, oh. Or to, wouldn't it be great if he wasn't, never in the WWE? That it was a separate in- entity... And it was always its own thing. It was always its own thing. Because Vince wouldn't let him have 100% artistic control in the way that TNA let him and all the other people involved in it. It's obvious that Dixie Carter had nothing to do with the deletion. Yeah. Or Billy Corgan, for that matter.
0: I think I would like to see... I would like to see it in the WWE because I'd like to see it on a grander stage. Mm. But... I get your point entirely. I like the fact that it's not WWE it's not A they, WWE he thing. He managed to make you want to watch an episode of TNA. Yeah.
2: And that hasn't happened in a long time. No.
0: I mean that's not a slight and obviously the people that are working as hard no, as they can I've always TNA.
2: wanted TNA to succeed, but if it's not gonna do anything interesting, then let it die and let something else take its place. And it did seem several times like TNA was going to die this year, which it has
0: felt for many years since then. Is 2016 then the year that it went TNA dropped into well, at least third place, and Ring of Honor is now the second highest. Uh, I don't know. I guess America. I
2: imagine they both get about as much access.
0: I get the get about uh, as much. So you know, in terms of, I think internationally TNA is probably still a bigger deal. Interna- but not by internationally much. but um, in terms of um, in terms of the states, Sinclair Broadcasting is. Far more reachable than pop TV. Ring of Honor have the stronger TV deal Ring
2: of Honor can sign people onto quote-unquote full-time contracts. Mm. Like the Young Bucks work for Ring of Honor, they work for New Japan, they work for PWG, and then they might take a few jobs here or there. That's the same with TNA. Mm. I mean, you've got TNA talent now going on to Evolve, which... Not a lot, but that was what was so bizarre in Evolve. You had WWE against TNA talent. That's another thing. Evolve was one of the first ones to bring in WWE relationships. Like, WWE has a direct relationship now with Evolve. It name checks Rev Pro and Progress and ICW. That it name checks these promotions is fascinating. Well, it let
0: Finn be GM for the night at ICW's
2: biggest show. Exactly, exactly. So, it's a brave new world. And that's what's been so amazing about 2016. I'm I'm looking through my list. uh, We've already almost
0: gone to an hour let's have a look at some other things. So we've got there's one there's one thing here we we've talked about obviously how companies are expand, like companies are working closely with the WWE. Mm. And we've sort of mentioned a couple of names already, but this is the year that um, before the brand split we actually lot we actually lost a fair bit of the roster. We lost Wade Barrett in WWE, mm-hmm. we lost Ryback quite Publicly, actually, we lost right back. And Cody Rhodes as well. Um, yeah, old, old uh, names of the late noughties, early tens. Early hmm. tens more than late noughties. But the fact now is those people are turning up around the world and they've now got the freedom to do so. And Wade they're Barrett... making a decent scratch yeah. from it. I mean, Way Barrett's gone into acting. I think he's he's on set somewhere now. He's he's in the production. Yeah, he's doing a movie film. with dapper laughs, the poor guy. Well, <laughs> everyone's got stuff. I think he, always, he
2: sees himself as an actor. I'll tell you, though. If World of Sport comes back as a regular show... Mm-hmm. They need to put whatever money is needed in front of Wade Barrett... And make him like one of the focal points of the promotion. Yeah. Maybe Drew McIntyre as well. I would push Stu Bennett... As in the same manner that Rick... Hold him in the same position that Rick Rude held in WCW. Mm. That would be one of the first things I would say to World of Sport... If they want to be good. And then he can hopefully bring in other talent... That makes them work in in, in the television environment because mm. he's got years of experience in that that no one else will really have on World of Sport.
0: But I think the world, well, maybe the schedule will be different in World of Sport. But I think the schedule's one of the reasons that Wade got so burnt out. Yeah,
2: and yeah, well, it will burn anyone out if you do that. I still think the WWE should give every wrestler like a, a three to four week holiday at some point. Give them an injury story. It was recently. Reasonably... Give them a suspension. Just something that will help them heal from it. Let them go on a bloody holiday. It's
0: not going to kill you. That recently, it's not going to kill you if Heath Slater goes on holiday for three weeks. That recently got floated on this Stone Cold podcast. That was a question that he was asked. And he didn't say he was actively for the idea. He hasn't come out as a proponent of it. But he couldn't see the harm. He didn't say a month at a time. And he say like, you know, it would be like two, two week breaks. Yeah. Uh, that'd like everyone more has in him. regular jobs. But he, ultimately what he said is no one's going to be the first person to suggest that to Vince. At the end of the day. No, that's the problem.
2: But let's let's keep going. Uh, so Wade Barrett, Cody Rose, all... Right back. I mean, being very vocal with their frustrations, that it'll be interesting.
0: I think I think thing- that helps in many ways because it confirmed what a lot of people uh, who boo uh, the defined guys, like the people that boo the Roman Reigns, it confirmed a lot of their suspicions. Cody is always uh, is another creative soul. And who has thrown his heart into everything he's done. Yes. Dashing Cody Rhodes. He made that work. Mm -hmm. Thankfully for a freak accident with Rey Mysterio, but he made that work. Yeah, Um, Stardust. He put his heart and his soul into Stardust. And it's one of the few times that a celebrity's got involved and it didn't look terrible. Mm. Um, The note of... It'll be interesting to see, does he go back? Is this just like his
2: own little sabbatical? And uh, he comes back. Well, a I thought years Drew McIntyre
0: so. might have returned
2: by now, but I, 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 the... I, I, I'll agree with that. It feels like he rekindled himself. Well, he has been injured and he has been mm. in TNA, but him and Ethan Carter, in particular, that's immediately two solid additions to a to two. either Raw or SmackDown yeah, yeah. at a time when they're on a hiring drive. They're trying to hire as many people. I mean, their attitude towards indie workers mm. has greatly changed over the last couple of years partly with the cwc and they're working with evolve and and so they want they want to control the independence scene whereas
0: in the past they didn't even look at that rich Ron would not have had a wwe contract five years ago no
2: no but let's let's look at one of the other key significant factors in what made 2016 such an important year was that it was a year with a lot less john cena ...than we've had in any year previous to this. I mean, to
0: point to your early point, he's the last man you could truly define as a WWE and a man. And now he's fading into the background, you're right. It's not that he won't come back and immediately be put in
2: the main event. He has been. He's going to wrestle AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. But he's not the guy that they give the ball to and expect to carry it all All the the time. time. They started with Roman Reigns, and that's why, if if they can get past the idea of it being one person then they'll be fine. Because I think John Cena's the last one that needs to do that Because personally. of the brand split, they sort of have and they sort of haven't. It's, whoever's the head of Raw is still your main guy. John Cena was the head of Raw for all of the roster split mm. after he won but, the World Title and was traded to Raw. You he look, never
0: went back. I mean, he went back and then went back to Raw on the yeah. same night. That was that was a terrible waste of a draft. Um, but you look at SmackDown, the, the, the lead man on that at the moment, without a doubt, AJ Styles. Exactly. Who John Cena put over clean as a whistle. Yep. At some slamming Cleaned in. Clean uh, depending on what your sheets are like. And disappeared for quite a long period of time afterwards. I mean, uh, he was away filming American Grit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he always says... He's done
2: record. a film with yeah. Doug Lyman and Aaron Taylor-Johnson that actually looks like it might be all right. And he was okay in Trainwreck. He's hosted SNL. Yeah. He's seen as a... I think Hollywood like him. If you, if you host SNL, they like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, look how many times The Rock's hosted it. Exactly. And it's so weird that it's now when the WWE has maybe less need for him to be just their guy. Mm. So they want to control him and keep him within their own world. So every deal he does, he does like bloody Fred the movie or something, which is a very obviously a WWE mm. idea of this is what the kids are like. <laughs> but he... I think he... I think he's he's got more... He'll be around... At WrestleMania 38. Ooh. But it'll be as a, like a, a rock thing.
0: Yeah. Do you think... I mean, he says all the time... Here's one
2: for you in the future. If you do an equivalent of WrestleMania 30's opening where it was Hogan, Austin, Rock. If you do that at WrestleMania 40 and they're all still alive, does it become Hogan, Austin, Rock, Cena? Ooh.
0: That uh, is... Yes, well... I guess so. I, I guess if you take one person from each... Well, it's not one person from each era, though, because you took two... But it's that idea right of right. those mainstream, I, the most mainstream stars ever. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. I guess Cena would be the fourth pillar uh, mm. in that square. The fourth face on the Mount and Rushmore. Rushmore. Hey. There you go.
2: <laughs> we aren't quite there yet, but we're getting there.
0: But what I'd say we've seen Cena, does he strike you as someone who... I mean he always this is the thing that worries me about Cena. He's always said in his promos, I'm not the guy who's going to leave you for Hollywood. Like that was that was the crux of his feud with The Rock.
2: Well, I think it might become the crux of him turning heel eventually. Do you think he'll turn heel? I can see it more likely now than I've ever seen it before. There was heelish dynam there were heelish elements to his promo on SmackDown mm. where he was saying I'm going to get this because I'm John Cena and that's what happens. It's no longer like oh, I'm an earnest underdog and I'd love this more than anyone. It's like, I'm John Cena, I get a title match, that's what I say. Well, to,
0: quote, to quote his theme song, he is the franchise. Yeah. His time is now. Yeah. Um, but he's always acted heelish and got away with it as a babyface.
2: There's there's a certain... Like, even Jim Ross pointed out in, on Twitter that there was a different kind of language to it mm. than, than there was before. It might never happen... But if it happens, it will happen soon. You look at the way he treats Rusev the night after Fastlane. If they're no longer worried about him being the key guy, that means you can play about with his character a lot more and get yeah. a bit more artistic freedom. And what's more artistically freeing than having him turn heel? Um, I, I No, I agree. I think now he's in the position, because he's no longer like the central... The Cena heel turn is like the most talked about thing for years and years and years, and I never like to talk about it. But I will say... I can see it happening now more than I've ever seen it before, but I wouldn't be surprised if it never happens.
0: I think we're in agreement there. Yeah. I think we're... That, that's a unanimous decision. There. I think we're in uh, absolute agreement with that. What I would say is if it never happens, it will possibly be great wrestling's greatest ever. What if?
2: So let's talk about some more uh, just specifics now. Let's talk about AJ Styles. He's basically man over of course the course of this year. He's the man of the year and he's pretty much become the closest thing to a Shawn Michaels now. Oof. Being perceived as the best in the ring and just trusted to have great matches all the time with anyone. He... It's amazing how much trust he's earned from Vincent Mann in a short space of time.
0: His character needs a little bit more time being as good as it is. Because, I'll be honest, his early stage... Y2AJ was okay, but I think Jericho did a lot of the work in that feud. I think it's only now... On SmackDown, where he is the sole... Well, the main shining light is where we're seeing him have layers to his character. It's quite a simple character. I'm, I'm the best. The best. Yeah. It, but...
2: And and SmackDown keeps it simple. Mm. That's one of the great things about SmackDown because it only has two hours.
0: It can keep it simple. But um... And he's good on the mic. He's absolutely fine on the yeah. mic. He's as good as he needs to be. At the WWE level, we've seen Sean do many different things. We've mm. seen Sean be the happy-go-lucky babyface when he was one half of the Rock. I'm not
2: saying that he's the Shawn Michaels of, like, 1996. I mean, he's yeah. the Shawn Michaels of the noughties.
0: Yeah. He's the guy that can have a great match with anyone. Mm. And... But my no, my point with Shawn is, with him, you always knew... There's so, he, there's so many layers to his character and so much depth to his character, which AJ will get with time, mm. um, but it takes a certain level of uh, wrestling... Well wrestling showmanship to pull that off and it remains to see on the grandest stage can aj carry that he's carried it in other promotions i'm not saying he can't do it mm-hmm. it's just we haven't seen him in this level do that yet okay kevin owens ah oh, he's it's an interesting one because on the surface you you wouldn't you like i mean i don't want to like make this a kevin owens fact like discussion but let's just get it out of the way you, if you'd have told me he'd have been world champion a year ago, and, and Vince would have been okay with it, I'd have severely on raw. I'm raw, on I'm Raw, on Raw. But he's can't, he has worked hard and made, he's made himself hateable to kids, not not to like he's he's in that annoying zone where people who cheer him like to be perceived as cool oh, yeah. look, we'll cheer him but he's also made himself hateable enough to kids so he's set he's in that good position the funny thing is I think he's in the exact same position that Chris Jericho
2: was in like 2001 when he was undisputed champion he was champion but he was not the focal point of the promotion mm. he can now be inserted for the rest of his time in main events but he can just as comfortably be slotted in the mid card against an Enzo or a big Cass. yeah yeah, I mean, he... When his, when his universal title run is up, he won't be there or thereabouts like Roman Reigns still is.
0: He doesn't need to be in the main event to be relevant, you're quite right. And he can lose and it won't kill him. Yeah. He's a, he's a beatable heel, which is what you want. But as well, I've, it's brilliant this, the level of like sheer villainy you get out of him. It's, like, it's not cartoon villainy, it's just genuine... I just... Don't care about you, villainy. It's something that Brock pulls off quite well, but Brock gets away with it because he's a big man, mountain made of just sheer meat and hate. <laughs> um, Dean Ambrose, it's 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 weird with Dean. Uh, I mean, I sent to you today on what I didn't realize you were on Reddit, so I sent to you today on WhatsApp that uh, statistic, which means, which showed us that Dean Ambrose has closed out the show on top more often than any other superstar this year. And um, by that we means like he had his, his theme music playing at the end or he was standing tall in the centre of the When ring. he's
2: motivated, he's still he's the best promo in the in the promotion. <sighs> better I think he's better now than Paul Heyman is. Because Paul Heyman has just been covering the same ground time and time again. Whereas Dean Ambrose, when he was Getting, when John Cena was getting involved in his feud with AJ Styles Then his promos can change a bit And he can add more of a heel dynamic to it When he needs to When he's motivated And he just has that easy He does have that natural charisma That he's good at being. He's had some stinkers of matches this year He,
0: he has he is, um, He's had some terrible ones he's But
2: had- he still Can rejuvenate it all with just the right promo uh, that's or the, the
0: right I th- facial expression. I think that's the problem. I think it's been a case where his 2016 has been a lot worse than his 2015. But, but it's been a more successful. Thing. He was the one that was triumphant in The Shield Triple Threats. Yeah, he's won more. Mm. But I think creatively, and in terms of like storyline-wise, I think this year's worse for him than it was before. In terms of just the... Like, i I, t- I, I, actually, I, I, I disagree, get... because there was that running gag of like him
2: just always... Tripping over something, then Bray Wyatt turns up and gives him Sister Abigail, and he loses. He was posed as a legitimate threat, and he won the money in the and especially after it seemed like Brock Lesnar had killed off all that momentum. He won money in the bank. He beat Seth Rollins. He beat Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns.
0: He beat John. Well, he beat John Cena on SmackDown, and mm. you know, well, any lo- any loss to Brock Lesnar uh, wouldn't have killed any kind of momentum, really, no matter who you are, because Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Until uh, ninety six seconds happened, and Brock Lesnar is still Brock Lesnar despite those ninety six seconds of uh, destruction at the hands of Goldberg. Okay, we're going to wind our way down now. I
2: just want to ask some quick questions. Far
0: away, best feud of the year, feud of the year. Oh, um, I would say I really p- purely because I like the level of intensity they threw into it. I really did enjoy the Dolph Ziggler uh, Miz. A career match not the whole feud necessarily but that particular match Uh, overall feud I'd have to say hand on heart it's a tough one it's a really tough one I'd go for Styles Cena
2: I would go Sami Zayn Kevin Owens if we go on the assumption that it ended with that match where Sami hits him with a haloova kick holds him up hits him with a second one that's the end of it if we ignore the fact that Kevin Owens then wrestled him a couple more times on Raw yeah that's fine. It wasn't that, was one, it that was one, one. That was one where one needed to go to the other roster. They, they really.
0: Sammy the ball, should have been right? on SmackDown.
2: Not but... that he's not doing a great job now with with Braun Strowman and everything.
0: Mm. Match of the year. Oh, uh, Sami Zayn Nakamura take over Dallas.
2: That's a great one DIY against the revival were just amazing. Both of those matches. Mm. But my personal one is actually going to be outside of the WWE. I'm going with Kenny Omega against Tetsuya Naito in the penultimate match of the G1 Climax. So it wasn't the semi-final as such, but it was like to decide who would go to the final. And it was when Kenny Omega... Suddenly you realised he was going to win it all Because he beat Goto in the final Which was also a great match Mm. And it had that great storyline of him Using Ibushi's move Using Devitt's move Using Styles' move And then using his own move in order to win it Mm. And become the first ever Gaijin to win the G1 Climax New Japan After getting gutted in January Losing Styles Anderson Gallows And Nakamura instead they just make a star out of kenny omega make him even bigger than any of the previous bullet club winners by having him win the g1 and one would hope win the iwgp title at wrestle kingdom
0: and he's got the he's got the young bucks still isn't he, as yeah. well
2: so the match with naito is phenomenal if you haven't watched it yet mm. running knees that naito is every bit as charismatic as kenny omega is it, it's just wonderful and you know New Japan as well they also give Will Ospreay the first Brit mm. to ever win the best of the Super Juniors that's fascinating as well with New Japan they've got two Gaijin winning their top titles for years that was always the homegrown talents that win that so again New Japan they're looking so out so internationally that there's rumours that the first two days of the G1 climax in 2017 are actually going to take place in the States that's a bold move that is it's a true. bold move but I think it's a wise move from mm. them
0: I'd like to throw one at you. Quickfire question. Most improved wrestler of the year?
2: If we're looking at character work and just general persona, I'm a huge fan of Alexa Bliss, but I don't think she's great in the ring. Mm. She's quite... She has a... I don't think on an in-ring ability she's right to be in the roster, nor is she right to be the champion. But as a character, she's superb. Mm. She's like Anna Kendrick's bitchy cousin. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that's a bit. I don't know if you can call that improved. I'll say Braun Strowman in just so far as presence. Mm. He could be a Big Show or a Kane now. But the original Big Show and Kane, yes. not now Big Show. And some Kane, just some, to some at some point, yeah, not now. I mean, ninety-eight Kane. Mm. Braun Strowman could be that
0: one bare arm, red and black striped mask. Yes, came. if you
2: want to go that literal, Simon. I, I'm sorry, I just I just saw it. The, I,
0: I, well, as I say, saw... how about
2: you? Most improved. Most improved? Ooh. Um... If we count the Revival, just because they're having some of the best matches of all time as far as tag team wrestling goes. But the revival... And no one had really heard of them two years ago.
0: But the Revival, well, if I say of 2016, the Revival already good come 2016. Yeah, but they were having, they were having four-star matches. Now they're having five-star matches. Mm. I would say, um, in terms of like person that surprises me, and they're like... Um, Heath Slater as well just, He's like, just oh, for opportunities mention, just making the most yeah. of what you have um, I am quite inclined to say Matt Hardy yeah because he went from someone no one cared about to someone everyone's the biggest about. name outside of the WWE you
2: yeah. could argue yeah okay let's get to Mount Rushmore we're going to give our four key moments of 2016 and we're also going to make four predictions for 2017 yep do you want to go first or second?
0: I wanna go first for the prediction, so I'll go second for this one. Okay,
2: so these are my Mount Rushmore moments for twenty sixteen. I'm gonna go with the new day breaking the tag team title record. Right. Because it was a record I genuinely never thought would be broken in this day and age. Mm. Even more so than CM Punk holding the titles for over a year.
0: It did start to look obvious at the end, but yes, I did. It, the did. Point.
2: it was there for a reason after a while. But just they deserve that for all the hard work that they put into it. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the fans booing the Universal Championship belt and <laughs> kind of shitting all over the Seth Rollins Finn, Finn Balor, Balor, Balor matches. Match, are... yeah. We didn't really talk about Seth Rollins actually in in this, but which kind of says it all in a way. Yeah, because he's kind of been—he's been there. Someone described Seth Rollins really well as like the guy who the friend who left you all because he got a girlfriend, and you never saw from him and then a year later he's broken up and he's come back and acted as if nothing happened. <laughs> uh so yeah, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins match being ignored because they didn't like the look of a belt. It did ru- it did ruin the vibe for that match. Yeah, but that's that's just fans being pathetic. Uh even if the belt did look lame and it did and does. And does. I understand why they did it the way they did it. What they should have done is just have it be the standard WWE Championship belt but the underlines are red and then on the Smackdown brand the underlines are blue. Mm. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, but they, they like things to look clearly defined. Well,
2: they've done it alright with the tag team belts actually. I think now they've got rid of the copper bronze yeah, thing. The yeah. silver suits silver, a lot silver more. Silver
0: looks nicer than bronze
2: And now they've got it with the raw tag team belts as well. Um, I've got the. Um, I've also gone for um, Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds, because you're never going to forget it. No. And I, I will hold off judgment, but at the time it felt like a waste of two and a half years of Brock Lesnar being <laughs> built up. And the final one I've got for me is AJ's entrance at the Royal Rumble
0: being filmed from Roman Reigns' perspective. <laughs> That's a moment of twenty six. That, that's 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 what I do. You've done what you've done to me there. You've chucked in one that's a bit naff, but uh, it but, just... but it defines what twenty sixteen is. That it's this huge moment to the fans, but the
2: cameras of the WWE were focused on Roman Reigns. Mm. They didn't know what they had on their hands at that point, and then AJ Styles comes out and just blows everyone away
0: because he is phenomenal. Oh. Um, the matching one we've got. I would say the new day, even though the act has started to age quite quickly now. Uh, I they've think... been around for two years, as it, it more. Uh, they, they, yeah, they've been. I think, but like... I think they're going to reinvent themselves with a heel turn soon. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, I, I do think they might reinvent themselves with a heel turn soon. I think they're better now. They're chasing the title, so I'd go for those guys. Um, my second moment, I'm going to go for. John Cena leaving his wristband in the ring uh, uh, after losing to AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Uh, I think that's the first time we've had a symbolic moment of John Cena going, I'm not the a guy anymore. I'm not the lead man. I'm I'm happy to not be the pinnacle of the focal point of the company. Uh, My third point, uh, I'm going to go for the brand split as a whole. I'm, I'm going to go for that, cause purely because I do think it has led to a lot of opportunities for stars that we wouldn't have seen. I do still think there are some people lost in the shuffle. Uh, I don't know exactly what's happened with Apollo Crews or people like Jack Swagger. But the, the, you can't have everyone do well and win uh, and keep going forward. And my fourth moment of the year, I, get, I know I this does seem like I'm talking about him a lot. But I don't think in 2016 you can ignore him. It's the first... Um, it's the first Deletion special. It's the one that started it all. It's Broken broken Matt Hardy and those specialist mm. episodes. Because it showed this is how different we can be from whatever is being done now. And wrestling is okay with being different. Yeah. So
2: those are great choices. Then we have gone for a definitive one of The New Day. I guess that's just an act that... It's such a specific cultural thing that Vince Man doesn't get,
0: but they were able to make it work. Mm. <laughs> it seems weird that Vince genuinely thought as, as just straight up preachers they would get
2: over. Well, I think uh, Brendan Burns put it that Vince Man's always a century behind on cultural <laughs> ethnicity. Uh, <laughs> um, so, 2017 predictions. Four of them. At any point in twenty seventeen. Do we wanna both have a go at what we think the WrestleMania main event will be, or who we think the Royal Rumble
0: winner will be, or is there anything in particular? Um, well, according to this this is I don't know if this is live pricing, uh, but I'm gonna give like the track according to Paddy Power a couple of days ago. Uh, Strowman first favourite, Jericho second favourite To win the Rumble. To win the Rumble. No. That that's how Paddy Power are pricing it at the moment. No, oh, no, a Thimble no, no. or joint, no, no. joint second favourite, sorry. Okay, uh, so... Or was you, you, favorite can make, you can make whatever predictions you want to make. Uh, I don't think Strowman would... Uh, part of me thinks Strowman will win the Rumble and part of me doesn't. The definitive prediction, Braun Strowman is a Universal Champion by the end of 2017. Okay, you, Strowman will have held the Universal title by the end of the year. I, I, I'm willing to pin my colours to the mast on that one. Okay. Uh, I predict that... Um, Shinsuke Nakamura will be on the main roster before Survivor Series. Well, no, before Survivor Series. That seems a bit of a cop out. Yeah, that's, in November. that's pretty. Before summer, stick your neck out. Uh, at the very latest, the Raw after SummerSlam. Okay. Uh, I predict that the you the will. I predict that World of Sport on ITV will lead to it. Might be a six-part series. Might be a twelve-part series. But I do think a season will come out of World of Sport on ITV. Uh-huh. Um, and I do predict that What Culture and Progress and ICW will continue cons- to consolidate. And uh, What Culture might try and expand that empire even further. I don't know what format that's going to take necessarily. I think we need to say a bit more specific than that. Just
2: saying that these three very prosperous companies. Are I gonna think keep they're gonna
0: going to go from shows in. I mean, their next pay per views in a Milton Keynes uh, convention centre. Give they're, me a number. They're going to go to. They're yeah. going to go to arenas. I uh, think Wembley okay. Arena, low level Wembley arenas, Arena. Not Wembley Arena.
2: Sorry, I'm a bit. Okay, so so let's put a number to it because I think Progress got twenty six hundred people to their show. Mm. We're going to need a bigger room again. ICW got about seven thousand people. The I the To the hydro. How? Give me a number
0: for a what culture pro wrestling show. I think what Four Culture figures. I think what culture will try and get. A, will get a foot Aim to get. They'll. They'll book a building that's big enough for four figures. What what crowd number do you think they'll be able to draw to a show? I think they will get to four figures. I don't think so. Are you much saying a thousand, or are you saying two thousand, three thousand? I'm going to say not much north of a thousand, but I think they fifteen hundred. That's that. the
2: old ECW arena.
0: I reckon they could do that. So you're going to go with what culture will put on a show in front of fifteen hundred people? They'll book a building for fifteen hundred people, whether or not it will sell out. Uh, I, fully I think it'll get over a thousand but whether or not it'll sell out fully okay. it remains to be seen so just go over those four predictions again Braun Strowman Universal Champion by the end of the year Shinsuke Nakamura on the main roster latest right after SummerSlam um, the one I just said what culture with uh, the, the f- thousand seat uh, arena plus that way they will sell out oh World of Sport to get a full season World of Sport to get a full series There'll be more World of Sport on
2: ITV. ITV1 or ITV2? One. One. Okay. Here are my four predictions. I am going to predict that the WrestleMania main event will be John Cena against The Undertaker. Not necessarily the last match on the show, but it'll be promoted in the same way that Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker was promoted. Marquee match. And that's going to lead into my boldest prediction that I'm going to say for the last, but it probably gives it away. I am going to predict that Kenny Omega runs with the IWGP heavyweight title from Wrestle Kingdom at least until June. Kenny Omega will get a six-month reign as a means of holding on to him. Okay. Because the WWE will try and sweep up some more talent in January. Mm. The WWE will hire... I if really I want to put a name to it, but I don't know which one to go with. I wanted to say now the you Young Bucks. you made me be Bucks. specific. I wanted to say the Young Bucks, but I don't know that the Young Bucks will go. The WWE will sign up Adam Cole. Okay. Bold statement. So, Undertaker vs. John Cena. Kenny Omega will have a six-month run with the IWGP heavyweight title. Mm. Adam Cole will go to the WWE. I'm just going to go for it. John Cena will turn heel.
0: Okay. Just okay. because if it happens, I called it. Well, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, that you see, said it was more likely than before. So yeah. I can see why you made that prediction. I'm going on like a, a 6 to 1 odds or something <laughs> like that. But that's better than previous years
2: where you put the odds at 50 to 1. Yeah.
0: No, no, of course. like You wouldn't have said that in 2005 or anything no. like that. Right you? then. Plenty of them wanted it at that point already. There were oh. plenty of people
2: fancy booking that already. Mm. Okay. So, as we go into 2017, Simon, how can people get in touch with you? How can people follow you? How can uh, people find out what your
0: views are of wrestling? And the world in general. And the world in general. <laughs> people can find me on Facebook. People can find me at Simon Cross Free on Twitter. So-called because... Um, I won the very handle in a triple threat match. Um, wow. uh, that's not quite impressive. Uh, beating both a mop and the concept of shame. Wow. Uh, so
2: it. that's why Donald Trump was able to win. <laughs> because you destroyed shame. <laughs> shame had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-W-L-A for Apple N. If you put an at at the start of that, that's my Twitter handle. If you put a at gmail on the other end of it but get rid of the at at the start because that would be confusing that's my email address you can get a copy of my ebook Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan I've thought about this in the past but hopefully in 2017 there will be at least one more publication online bearing my name that you'll be able to buy in the future so keep watching for that uh, Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan get it on ebook get it on your Kindle app on your smartphone just get it alright it's cheap and it's good It is cheap, much actually. like your mum
0: <laughs> uh, I think that's it from both of us. We could have gone about on about 2016 forever and a day. There's so much that we missed out because, well, it was so eventful. At the this end of the day. fucking year, <laughs> it's 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 a landmark moment. It I don't is... know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But there it's, was it's... there was
2: a comic strip on Reddit uh, that was a like a history class in the future, and it's the, like on a spaceship. And he goes, and that was what happened in 2015. Now, in 2017, and then a child puts his hand up and says, Miss, miss, what happened in 2016? And she said, we do not talk Uh about 2016. But we just did, at Great Lent. Yeah. Just remember though, ladies and gentlemen, there's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and see us, but he thinks he'll blow our mind. And that was not Stardust. But he was pretty good as well. That has been Let Me Tell You Something. And thank you for letting us tell you something. On behalf of me, Lorca Mullen. And myself, Simon Cross. Have a great time. Until the next time. Farewell, Rappers. (laughs) Near (laughs) Albert (laughs)
1: you Albert Near Albert Near Albert Near